What up, y'all? It's your boy, Blunt Steven. You are now tuned in to the Spit That Shit Out podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. What up, world? Welcome to episode two of the Spit That Shit Out podcast. I am yours truly, Blunt Steven, and just sit back and enjoy. Say it with your chest, little ass nigga. Man, this is just me kind of spitting about shit, but it's crazy how much people that you've fallen out with hate your fucking guts, man. Like, it's, it's just crazy and just how immature people would just stay acting, you know, doing bitch shit. You know, I, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised by a tough woman that she cuts to the chase. She wears her heart on my sleeve. That's why I do, you know, and I couldn't ask for a better upbringing. You know, because it was hard, but it molded me, you know, and basically I got some old ex-friends, uh, not, I don't want to say friends, but friend, this, this dude used to like, I, I grew up in South San Francisco, California, and then I moved, um, in eighth grade while I was going to Altaloma Middle School in South City. I moved, uh, I moved to Milbrae and then, um, I actually, uh, I lived across the street from my, uh, high school I attended, which is, uh, Mills High School. And, uh, it was, it was a, it was a good school, hella Asian, but, uh, I was definitely a minority there. Um, and, um, um, I was in special ed classes, you know, I wasn't stupid, but it's just, you know, with, with like 30 people in a class, you know, I just, I, I would fall behind and stuff or just, I wouldn't, I, I guess I was just, you know, embarrassed to, you know, ask questions and shit, which I definitely grew out of. Um, and there'd always be this one kid that I'd be sitting by myself during passing period. Cause I didn't really know anybody yet. And he'd always bug me. Like I was the type of person that if I'm alone, it's because, you know, I kind of want to be alone. You know, I'm I'm not, it's just, you know, uh, through my childhood, there's been points where I've been alone. And I guess that basically was my comfort zone. And he bugged me every day to the point where I'd tell him, get the fuck away from me, you know? Um, and then, you know, through the years of high school, we actually, uh, we actually became, you know, kind of, kind of cool friends or whatever. And I just, you know, I said, fuck it. You know, when someone's pushing, pushing, it's like, well, whatever friends, who cares? Um, and so, you know, out of high school, we were cool. Uh, we fell out a couple of times, uh, you know, uh, just when I, you know, beef with other friends that he was connected to, we just fell out and, um, actually, you know, when I, when I turned 28, 
Um, I was still living with my mom, paying her rent, helping her out because she uh, lost her job over 20 years of over 20 years. Um, I, I had to get out. You know, I wanted to meet someone. I wanted to, you know, eventually have kids and settle down. So that's what I did. Um, and um, I had an opportunity uh, to live with my homeboy, his uh, his parents and grandparents, you know, I had a, a nice three bedroom in the Excelsior district of San Francisco. And uh, we moved, we lived good. This guy was a slob. I, I had to always, you know, uh, pick up after him and stuff. And, and it wasn't because I wanted to pick up after him. It's because, you know, when you have people over, you want to be presentable. You don't want dirty underwear on the fucking couch or fucking shoes everywhere or just stupid shit just laying around fucking uh this dude not doing dishes so there's fucking like fruit flies all buzzing around and shit just normal shit as a responsible man that you know that you know no female is gonna want to come over um if you got all this shit going on you want to have a respectable respectable home so i was kind of the uh the dude of the place that filled in the blank because it was only me and him living there. Um, and then uh, I ended up meeting uh, my uh, now ex-girlfriend and uh, he, w- he was mad because he would hear the intimacy all the time that we would have. And trust me, this is this is all leading up to what I'm going to say. So we had intimacy and he was feeling lonely and he was, you know, pissed off and uh, she had a son and he, I just kind of let him run around, do what he's going to do um, because, you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, while, you know, we were, you know, just trying to spend time together, he, the the kid would be running around just, uh, you know, tire, tiring himself out or playing uh, this video game I had for him. Um, so yeah. Um, so it just started getting crazy cause there's a big argument with me, my ex and, uh, and my roommate and, uh, he didn't know that she was pregnant and that's why she kind of lashed out at him because he was being very immature. And, um, so I just, as an adult, I was like, you know, I'm appreciative of where I live. Things are just kind of getting too hot. Let me just move out. So I had an opportunity to move in with my ex in her parents' house. Just, you know, uh, you know, just to get out of there. It wasn't a great situation. Um, and and then, you know, beef started just, you know, people saying shit him saying shit and all that. And I just kind of brushed it off. And then, you know, uh, it had to be maybe a couple of years later, uh, where I was about to have my, my second kid, my first, uh, my first son, uh, Steven jr. Um, I, I was just, I, I don't know if other fathers have this, but I just really wanted to call it cool with everybody. And that was really the only beef I had. So I hit him up and, I just told him, you know, I'm about to have a son and I just, I don't want no drama with nobody. I just, we don't have to kick it, but I just want to know that there's a, uh, like a clean slate. 
And uh, he was bitter, telling me, oh, you always do this shit, Steve, blah, 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 you know, fuck you and everything. And at the time, um, a girl that, you know, I, I was messing around with years before, she ended up uh, going on a few dates with a mutual friend of ours and that he knew and he told uh, he told his homeboy that I raped her. And that shit hits a chord with me, especially because my first child was a girl, my daughter. And that just, that just, it, it fucking hurt me. And I was just like, I ain't got time for immaturity, man. Like, and to where that girl even stepped to him and said, you know, you're a fucking asshole. Why would you ever say that? You know? Um, so I hadn't talked to him since. And then, you know, uh, my spiritual friend that I talk about, um, uh, my friend Raina, um, she's actually, you know, she's during my breakup of my ex of six years and three children. Uh, she was really there for me when I, I felt alone and she just had my back and, and we reconnected and became friends, you know, um, and it, it's definitely a blessing, you know, and so I, I guess one of our mutual friends told, um, that dude and let's just call him giraffe. He told giraffe and giraffe got butt hurt and giraffe proceeded to fucking, uh, DM or message, uh, Raina and fucking, ended up um, saying things like, oh, watch your back. I heard you're uh, talking to, uh, like, uh, Steve and stuff, and and uh, he's hella shady. And, and she's, you know, replying like, you know, I'm sorry that turned out that way, but, you know, I'll make my own, you know, decisions and uh, my own verdict. Um, and she proceeded to ask him how he's doing, and he was like, oh, I'm cool but he's hella shady. Don't trust him. Like he just wouldn't let up. And, um, that shit is just crazy to me how people could just keep hatred for this many years. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just, it's just crazy, you know, to be honest, like, you know, I'm a tough guy and I'm like, fuck that shit, but it hurts. Cause it's like, I'm not over here even thinking about this dude or fucking, uh, um, or even bad mouthing him, and he wants to be like that, be like a little bitch. Like it, it's, it's just bitch assness. Never is fresh, man. It's just, just you know, just my advice is you know, be solid. He's over this shit that he's doing to me. He's losing friends over that. Like so, it, it's just it's never worth it. And just don't be a bitch, man. Like, if you got nothing good to say, just keep it to yourself because it's never going to make you look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just over here, you know, raising three kids on my own and doing my best that I could do, being a man, doing a podcast, uh, trying to open uh, my business and working uh, um, a graveyard job. And this guy's over there burning so many calories, spending time on hating on me. Like, it's crazy. I Like, I don't know why people, 
some people don't like me. I don't meet many people that don't like me because I'm a I'm a fun guy. I joke around, and I'm always nice to everybody. And but I am blunt, and you know I guess people don't like that. And I guess this guy, uh, I guess he envies me because that's the only thing I could think. And he just wants to, uh, you know, plot and throw negative shit my way. But I deflect that shit like a fucking goalie. So, um. Yeah, I just wanted to share that with y'all. Just just don't hate, man. Don't have hate in your heart. Just uh, be solid and focus on your own. Man, um, before I went to sleep yesterday, because, um, yeah, I work graveyards, um, I seen like a little snippet of a, dis- of a disturbance in Ohio. And um, right now I'm seeing it kind of getting, you know, the rotation, you know, that it deserves on social media like Facebook and and Instagram and stuff. But this uh, this lady in Ohio, she was uh, I'm not sure if it was her son or her nephew or something like that watching an eighth grade football game. Um, a cop approached her and was trying to. Uh, basically arrest her for not complying with the the face mask uh rule and um basically she was you know kind of resisting because she didn't feel it was right um and basically the officer said you know you're resisting for nothing and uh she said well I did nothing after that he basically he started fucking tasing her and I, I don't think he did it too crazy, but a taser is a taser. And uh, he started tasing her and just, you know, fucking uh, letting off on her. And and that's where, like, you know, this shit bugs me because, you know, yeah, it, it's definitely a, um, it was definitely a bad situation. I'm sure both parties feel that they were right. But this is all manipulation by the fucking president, man. These face masks, they have not saved anybody from anything. I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say because, you know, I'm an essential worker and, you know, I have not got COVID and all I do is wash my hands like regular. I don't put hand sanitizer on, you know, and this is just like he wants to control us. Like the doctor that he was in cahoots with, he, you know, he ain't cool with no more, you know, and, and, you know, bad mouthing him and everything is just bullshit to me, you know, like, and right now I I live in the Bay Area and basically uh, I seen some article that we are basically like gyms are going to go, are going to open uh, fully, but you know, to the 10% capacity, you know, I guess someone comes out and someone goes in or whatever, which I'm waiting for fully it to be open. Cause that's just bullshit. But, um, like we're all, it's slowly opening up to be regular, you know? And so it's like, if that's happening, like, how could you fucking make someone wear a fucking, uh, a mask like in public? It's, you know, and especially in the uh, uh, the state of Ohio, I mean, I haven't really heard anything like crazy happening out there. So, you know, I guess they're a small enough, you know, state where, you know, people aren't fucking, you know, holding hands every fucking street corner you're walking on and stuff. And 
And I just, I think it's a, a bunch of bullshit. Like, and all these things are happening, you know? Like, at grocery stores, there's fucking, there's fights at, like, uh, at kids' football games that are supposed to be cheerful and everything. And, you know, fun. Fucking, you know, a mother or aunt is getting fucking tased. Like, what the fuck is really going on? And the fact that, you know, old fucking people want to, they used to look at me or, uh, or big dudes like me scared because fucking they would think that we'd knock them over for their purse. But now they're scared that we might fucking breathe on them and make them fucking catch something if we don't have a mask. I think the world is upside down. You know? Like, it's it's just, you know, it's fucking bullshit. And this is all Trump just wanting to have any type of control he could have. And he blinded the whole fucking world because everybody is not thinking about his impeachment anymore. I haven't heard one news station talk about his impeachment. Like, so they're off of his impeachment. And now it's just, where's the mask? When's COVID over? Like, all that shit. It's fucking bullshit. And, you know... Props to Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump, fucking mango face, orange chicken fuck for really distracting the world, you know, and he's going to get voted in again. So these these next fucking five years, man, it's fucking is going to be ridiculous fucking so we need to smarten up we need to open up build our fucking economy back up and fucking uh really stop all these fucking things that are like constricting us in society because it's fucking bullshit that lady did not deserve to get fucking tasered i guarantee you that's the first time she's ever been fucking arrested or tased in her fucking life because of a stupid fucking mask bullshit Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. This is the questions segment of the program. So let's get right into it. So uh, we didn't get, you know, too many crazy questions this week, but um, I'm kind of like sparking questions on my own. Just something kind of kind of going through in my life. Um, what do you... What do you do when, you know, you ain't really trying to, you know, fuck with your homeboy or homegirl, like, but they keep, like, fucking hitting you up, asking about shit, but you just know that, you know, they kind of got negative vibes and you might have fucked, excuse me, you might have fucked with them, like, years ago, but now it's just kind of like you've grown and, you know, uh, you got other obligations, you know, like kids and your job and all that. Like, and you don't want beef because if you call, if you call them out, you know, they usually get butt hurt and it'll be beef and stuff. Um, what, what do you do? Like, and my opinion on the situation of my own situation is that I'm just, you know, I'm kind of just letting, uh, I guess the, the text conversations kind of fall off. Cause I just, you know, I just don't really want to, uh, fuck with this person too much anymore. Cause it's just, you know, we were hella cool, but, but now it's like, I kind of felt like our friendship was kind of like based off a, a competition, which 
Like, I'm not in competition with nobody but myself, you know, and it's just, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, a lot of trials and tribulations through the friendship, and and I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm, I'm good, man. I got kids I got to worry about, a job, you know, you know, living and shit, surviving. So it's just kind of like whew, the the time has kind of passed and I'm kind of letting it go, if I will. But I just wanted to share that with y'all. All right, so th- this ain't a topic I really got to address, but it's just based on my curiosity. Um, How many of you dudes out there Read your fucking horoscope. Are in tune with astrology. Huh? Um, I recommend it. I think it keeps you in tune with yourself and shit. You know, and um, I was raised on it. You know, as I said before, with the dream books and everything. You know, I I was raised on the dream books and the astrology books. And um, I... The only thing that I do opposite is I basically I read my my horoscope um, uh, at the end of the day because I want to see if, you know, it's truthful. Like I really I didn't even know about it and I just did the things that it said and uh, or I, I took the advice that I was not aware of um, throughout the day and stuff. And. You know, weird as shit, you know, it usually pans out or something I was thinking, like it says, you're going to be thinking about this and that's the direction you're going to go in and and all that. So, you know, as non-metrosexual as it sounds, um, I think that's the right term for straight guys, um, definitely tap into your astrology, your sign and just... It might give you a better uh, uh, feeling about yourself and um, a better vision of what you got to do or who you are. And it's cool. Don't be scared. Okay, so one of the, I reviewed albums last week, and this is not a regret segment, but I regret not mentioning one album that's been in heavy rotation for me um, by those boys from uh, from LA, man, that fucking, um, they broke up. Uh, fucking Shoreline Mafia, man. You know, with a lot of bullshit music out there right now, these are some young dudes that I really do fuck with. You know, um, they've been they've been making you know tapes and shit, just putting shit out, and they unfortunately broke up before their their first uh, debut album and stuff, and um. I've I've liked some songs, uh, one called Caribbean because there's hella like basketball references in it, and it's just uh, um, it's just dope shit. Um, this one song called Wings, but they had like a variation of the songs that you know should have popped, 
but I guess, you know, really didn't because they didn't have the major label yet. But they got signed to a major label. And I guess that's where, as OGZ, one of the the main members says, probably the lead dude, um, said there were just creative differences and stuff. And I guess they were just four people that wanted to do their own thing. But as far as uh, OGZ and Phoenix Flexing, those are the stars of Shoreline Mafia. And I think they're going to have um, decent uh, solo careers. And if they can manage, you know, they are both capable of being superstars. So um, good luck to them. Kind of feeling OGZ. Like I... I off the off the album uh named uh by Shoreline Mafia named Mafia Business. I like uh my favorite track probably on the the album is probably all the time. Like it's it's really only um it's really only OGZ and I'm that was the first song I was like, oh shit, this is fucking dope. And then uh the singles they had was uh I could change your life, baby. So change your life, you know that was that was a pretty dope one, and then um, what are singles they have? Oh, uh, they had uh, I think it was called uh, uh, Drankers and uh, no Gangsters and Sippers. Fucking that was pretty dope because on the album they had a remix with YG, so you know that's really gonna pop, and I mean should be popping already, but. I actually want to look up their sales because, you know, they're, they're a pretty dope group and they got a pretty good following. Um, and, uh, you know, another track that I kind of like is uh, it's called Run It Back. And they sample uh, Juvenile Back That Ass Up. Uh, um, they sample him and uh, fucking I'm kind of feeling it. They got o, uh, O3 Greedo on that shit. Uh, I don't know too much about that dude, but I heard his name a lot, and I guess that's one of their boys that's incarcerated. So they they got a verse on that, and yeah, I'm just overall I'm I'm really um, I'm really feeling the album, um, and I guess what I'm gonna start doing I'm gonna start rating the albums. I didn't do that last week, um, you know, and maybe I'll give my my rating at the end of this right now, but. For Shoreline Mafia, Mafia Business, film album. I think it's a dope project. Um, and I'll give it like a seven and a half out of ten. That's better than I've given a lot of albums. So um, yeah, seven and a half out of ten. I think it's a solid album. Go pick it up. You be the judge. Hit me back uh with your opinions and Let's go. And as far as those other albums from last week, I wanted to give them a quick rating. Um, so I rated uh, Nas King's Disease. You know, I like a lot of tracks on that, and I just felt it was a, it was a pretty good album from Nas and the uh, from what he's been doing because. The album before that he had with uh it was the long awaited one with all production by Kanye West and I felt that that kind of flopped. You know, I mean it really did flop. It didn't it wasn't as massive as everybody was, you know, saying and stuff. And I, I'm a big hip hop head and I was fucking waiting for that shit. I was like 
damn, this can, this is going to save me from all the fucking old bullshit, or excuse me, uh, all the new bullshit that they've been putting out. But um, if I was to rate that album, I would say I would give it a 7 out of 10. You know, um, it's pretty dope and, you know, had a lot of, you know, young guys on there, the firm feature um, and overall and production by Hit Boy. So overall, I give that a 7 out of 10. And um, so next uh, would be Big Sean Detroit 2. Um, I'm not going to kind of repeat myself. I just want to, uh, as I was saying last week, but because uh, I kind of just did that on the Nas thing. I noticed that. Come on. I'm learning, people. Um, but because of the tracks I liked and just, you know, really being strict with my rating, I'd, I'd say I'd also give that a seven. You know, he's, uh, no pun intended, but he kind of bounced back with this album, and I hope to hear a lot, you know, from him, and maybe even a, a Kendrick feature on the next project, because uh, if you listen on Deep Reverence with uh, with Nipsey, uh, he says after Nipsey died, uh, he hit up Kendrick because there was really no issues. So that is what's up. But overall, Detroit 2, I give that also a 7. Okay, the, the last album I did last week that I need to give a rating on was, um, I got to say, probably a 2020, my favorite album. Excuse me. Um, it is uh, Armin and uh, Burner their new album that just came out, I believe about a month ago, um, called The Warning. Um, I just, honestly, like I said last week, I could listen to this shit through. So, you know, I just, and the production on it, I'm, I'm fucking with, it just sounds dope. Um, I gotta, I gotta give this, uh, an 8.5 out of 10. Like, Honestly, because I could listen to it all the way through and, you know, it's, it's really, you know, got dope rhymes by Armin. I wasn't really familiar with him, but now I'm definitely going to be familiar because he's sick as fuck uh, coming out of LA. And I got to say 8.5. I know you guys are going, how can you fucking give Nas and Big Sean like a seven, uh, a 7.5 and a seven. And then this new dude, Armin and Burner. Um, you know, 8.5. And I just, I just think it's a, it's a greater body of work. Maybe because Armin uh, is still hungry and Burner is just that fucking dude right now. You know, maybe that's the reason, but it's, it's just a way more solid project, in my opinion. Like Nas can put out a 10 out of 10 album. He just, he needs to just do it. <laughs> The same with Big Sean. You know, Big Sean's always been wicked, but but Armin and Burner get 8.5 out of 10 for me. Definitely. Damn. I was a little bit surprised by this one. Um, NBA Young Boy, you know, after he got uh after he got jacked, um, I guess some fucking clout chasing ass fucking dudes broke into his garage i guess they were in his house when he wasn't there and they stole his like fucking luxury car like keys and shit 
and uh, it was just some weird ass shit. And it was just drama. Jay Prince got involved. It, I, it was just stupid. Um, and he uh, he's been uh, he's been always grinding, but you could tell like he's kind of he was kind of getting quieter, grinding and shit, just doing his thing. And then talking about uh, label problems, how he's just gonna drop his shit, fuck it. And he ended up uh, dropping his album, which is called Top. And, dude, first week, it sold 127K. Dude, that is a big win for him. Like, yeah, that, that's a fucking big win because, I mean, shit. Uh, damn, I don't know if. Well, I guess I guess Big Sean. I seen his projected for first week, and it was like like one fifty. And but he's a he's a real established artist, you know. This young boy, like he reminds me of Lil Wayne, man. Like he just still got that gutter feel and shit. Uh, you know, Louisiana ties and shit. So um, and he's been through hella shit, man. He was if you think about it, I'm pretty sure like just a year ago, he was in fucking jail, so, and it wasn't looking like he was getting out, so, you know, uh, he's definitely doing the right thing, and, um, and shit is paying off for him right now, there's a couple tracks off that that I do like, I haven't uh, dabbled in the whole album, but I like that song, All In, it's a pretty dope, like, sentimental beat shit, And um, yeah, you know, I definitely think this is one of the the future uh, kids that's going to grow to be a man and uh, be in this uh, hip hop thing, you know, to bring it to the future. So um, props to him, man. First week, NBA Young Boy, the album top 127K. Congrats, Young Boy. Man, um, as I'm uh, trying to, you know, make some segments on, you know, uh, this podcast, um, I was just scrolling through and I got commented by uh, shout out Rap Leaks. Um, damn, uh, fucking uh, young, uh, young rapper. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, um hot as fuck right now in the streets uh chicago rapper king vaughn man he posted a social media of him getting uh shot at and he's like ducking in the car and and all that and man she gotta stop man it's like you know we gotta uplift each other instead of always wanting to take someone's shine man and remember when these rappers make it they can't help everybody man um and uh, that's probably who's shooting at him. And that's just fucking crazy, man. Shit got to stop. It's just too many lives being lost. And these young boys, man, they got to fucking, uh, they got to open their eyes because they have millions of dollars right now and they have fucking opportunity, you know, and they just, you know, I know my era was pretty much the same and stuff, but man, it's so much easier to do shit now. and and they just got to take advantage of the opportunity and, and, um, 
just help out their families because, man, you know, you can't take the money with you. So remember that, young bulls. Damn. So Cardi B and Offset are getting a divorce. You know, the last couple of weeks, that's the, the big news. And it's kind of been hush-hush. And then it came out that Cardi B said he wasn't, uh, Offset wasn't cheating, but she was sick of arguing all the time with him. And it's, it's really come out. I'm pretty sure this is true, but you know, we'll get more validation and this could, you know, really start a big conversation. Um, that Offset was reportedly upset with, uh, the WAP wet ass pussy, uh, lyrics, you know, um, he, before that came out, he wanted Cardi B to kind of clean up her act a little bit, still be her, but, you know, you got a lot of, you know, women, um, influence and young girls and stuff, and she has a daughter, so, you know, kind of tone it down a little bit, but still be Cardi B, and she didn't want to do that, and then she came out with that, there's some holes in this house, so, um, so she basically blew off, you know, uh, offset suggestion. Um, and reportedly that's why he was upset and it kind of, you know, with his Instagram post, it doesn't look like he's completely devastated. Like last time that, uh, Cardi B filed for divorce. Um, you know, to an extent I I could, I could kind of agree, you know, like I, I think women empowerment right now is great. Like, do not get me wrong, and I'm totally behind it because there is some women that can spit better than the men, like real shit. But come on, man. Like, uh, it's it's like you got to leave some to the imagination, you know? Like, wet-ass pussy, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. And if that was my wife, like, I want to, I want to be the only one that's, you know, thinking about my wife's wet ass pussy, you know, uh, I think what's wrong with this, you know, generation is on social media, you could see exactly what you're going to get from a woman that you lust or you love. And I just, I think that's totally, uh, it's bullshit. And, and I think it's, it's more of a, a reason that the rate of, you know, cheating has gone up. It's just like, you've already seen what you're going to get. So, you know, it's like you get bored with it quick. I, I got to believe that that's it. I, I just believe a woman is more sexy when she doesn't give you everything. Like when she, she slowly reveals it, you know, and is respectable throughout your relationship. Because, hey, I, I won't doubt that, you know, Cardi is very respectable, but she might have pushed the limits too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she's definitely not afraid to speak her mind and all that and, and just be vulgar with her, you know, talking about her pussy, talking about her her women things, like just being open about uh, like her women stuff. And um, I don't know. I... I I'm just going to say I'm kind of in the middle because I I don't disagree with Offset. And I kind of, me, I'm I'm totally with Cardi, but I kind of think it's a little bullshit that, oh, she was just sick of arguing. 
So you reconciled because he cheated on you, but you're just sick of arguing now, and so you filed for divorce? I don't know. That looks a little bit weird to me, but that's just me. So I don't know. Um, we'll see uh, if we get any more updates, but, yeah, that is the latest, and that's the latest with my blunt opinion spitting that shit out. So I've uh, I've kind of got sick of this story, but just to keep y'all updated, man. Um, this fucking Tory Lane's fucking midget, man. He uh, he broke his silence on the internet. I really haven't dabbled in it, but I've seen a headline, and you know Meg has a really uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, let me go back. Okay, so this is um, an update on the story where uh, R&B singer Tory Lanez um, shot up-and-coming rap artist out of Houston, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, in the foot after uh, a night of, I guess, drinking and partying. Well, now it's come out that Tory Lanez, you know, told Meg Thee Stallion, uh, a bitch dance, or dance, bitch, uh, before he shot her. Like, and, man, I, I don't even know what to say after that. Like, like, what context, or context was he saying that, like, like dance bitch or I'm gonna shoot you. Like it's it's just some fucked up shit. This is like some derogatory shit. Obviously his fucking Canadian parents failed. He's been so quiet trying to blame it on the alcohol. Well look, I mean this is just a stupid fucking incident overall and you know, you hip hoppers, you young age hip hoppers, even you the the OGs, man, got smart up. This was just so stupid. You know, you African-American, you know, like, have been, you know, deprived and, you know, like, of situations. It's like, dude, uh, you guys are in a great situation, making money, just off speaking your mind, you know, singing love songs, spitting, you know, dope 16-bar uh, verses, songs. And you fucking it up right now. You just, you gotta, you know, just trust your instincts and and realize situations you're putting yourself in and weigh out the positive and negative because that's what this whole thing is. You know, Meg looks really negative on this whole thing. And, and Tori just, to me, this is me and I can't see it going further, like, Tory's fucking career is over. Like, nobody's going to be feeling his shit the way they used to because he was dope. He was actually very versatile. I could not stand hearing every interview of him when his fucking, his chains and pendants kept clanging. It just sounded like, like, oh my God, I don't know. Like, it was a big, like, fucking ancient fucking lock just swinging in the wind or something. But anyway, that's a different story. But, you know, um, 
he fucked up, you know, she fucked up too, so let's see if they survive from it, I'm sure Meg will, but Tori's fucking career is over, and this is the latest update, you know, before he shot her, he said, dance, bitch, like, I don't know, it's some fucked up shit, but I guess, uh, let's see how this drama continues. Man, crazy shit. Um, fucking Anthony Davis, AD, number three of the LA Lakers, man. Um, he fucking hit the game winner the other night in a playoff game. That that was definitely big shit. Hey, this is what Skip Bayless says, man. Shout out to Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. I listen to uh, the Undisputed podcast all the time, you know, during the night, you know, I, when I work graves. Um, and Skip Bayless, man, he, he said that he thinks under the bright lights, uh, AD's going to, uh, he's going to fold and do strike one, man. He, he fucking, he nailed it. And that's a three for a big man, you know, that's. That's not easy, you know, especially with the pressure on it and everything. That was definitely a big shot. Kudos to AD, man. And after he hit it in celebration, you see him uh, screaming out, uh, Kobe. I think that was dope. Um, But I got to say, man, I think this whole bubble shit is why LeBron feels so comfortable because I don't think there's as much pressure as, you know, buzzing fans in the crowd going fucking nuts for their team and everything. And, and I just, I don't know, man, I I guess, you know, they always say like, you know, for Barry Bonds and, and like the Warriors uh, run with KD that there's an asterisk. This kind of might have an asterisk because it's like, you don't know if he would have hit that in a stadium full of crazy motherfuckers, you know, uh, with all these motherfuckers staring at you and stuff. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for saying it because it definitely was a big shot, but I don't know, man. Like real talk. Uh, it's hard, but you know, no negative, but just uh positive, uh, AD man. Great job on, you know, hitting that clutch shot and keep it moving. Uh, me, I, I hope the Lakers go in the finals. I want Lakers and Heat, like I said, last couple of weeks. So uh, we shall see uh, if he can do it again. Previously, previously, uh, um, I was talking about uh, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, how he's going off in the, the bubble playoffs right now. And once again, kudos to him. Um but I just saw a stat online that kind of verifies like the big things he's been doing, but how he's kind of sliding under the radar. Cause you got like LeBron, KD, AD, you know, Kyrie Irving, you know, um, the last time that the bulls went to the playoffs, which I believe was in, uh, 2013, I think, um, Jimmy Butler was on the team. The last time that the T-Wolves 
the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, went to the playoffs was, um, I believe, uh, 2017 when he was uh, 2017 or 2018 when he was uh, when he was with them. That's kind of crazy. And then just to further push it, the the best run of the decade that um, the 76ers have had, basically their best run post, you know, Allen Iverson, at least in my memory, um, was because uh, it was the year that uh, Jimmy Butler was there. So it's like everywhere he goes, man, he sprinkles his his magic dust, man, and uh, he be he be doing this thing. And now the you know uh, the Miami Heat are are you know one playoff series away from the the championship, man. So uh, he's definitely and with that, the the Miami Heat have not been back to the playoffs since LeBron left. So um, that's. At least she, uh, that's like uh, six, seven years. So, you know, his, his impact is definitely felt, man. Right now I could just see it in his eyes. He is just, he wants it so bad and he just wants to, he just wants to play. He just, he wants the ball, you know, and it's not about money. Like, cause if, if you really look at it, him going to the heat, you're kind of like, what? Because I remember hearing, oh, he's going to go, but Chris Paul's going to join him. Well, Chris Paul never joined, and, you know, he, he's got uh, a few players on there, there, but he's got the whole workload on his back. So, you know, kudos to Jimmy Butler, you know, really doing that and uh, balling the fuck out. All right, so this is an a, a introduction uh, to a segment that I'm going to be doing. Obviously, you guys can notice that I'm a big sports head, but lately, you know, I mean, it's been it's been a long time before COVID hit. Probably, I mean, probably the last three, four years, there's been this big comparison with LeBron and MJ and stuff, and I just I think it's an unfair comparison, um, even though LeBron could ball. Um, but every week I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a countdown, um, um, a countdown, um, for my top 10 NBA players of all time. And it's pretty much going to be, you know, my era and people that have crept in. Um, and it might not be as logical. Well, it's logical to me. But it might not seem like your ideal list, but I I'm a super hardcore basketball fan. Uh I've been that way since I was about like like probably like seven years old. So um I mean th- this is my opinion. Might not agree with it, but um it's funny to get into that interaction. Um and please do um like shoot me a line on my handles, um, um, you know, Blunt Steven, um, on Instagram, Blunt Steven with two N's, that's my personal page, and then also, um, I have a second page that I've been building up for, uh, this podcast, um, it's the podcast abbreviated, it's, uh, it's the STSO, uh, podcast. So that's exactly it. So the handle for my Instagram and the podcast 
is STSO podcast. Um, and so right now I'm going to give you number 10. Um, and basically, I mean, this is what it is. Number 10 for Blunt Steven NBA uh, all-time list is LeBron James. You know, he has done a lot of things in his career, and he always gets compared to MJ, and I think that's unfair. You know, like, because who the player he really is, you know, compared to MJ, like, MJ was a ball hog. He did not want to pass unless it was the Pippen. He was really not passing it through a third player. He maybe passed it once to Kerr and, you know, hit that three. But um, LeBron is more like a a Magic Johnson-esque player, man. Like, definitely, um, he just definitely is always pass first, which I I think he's, you know, is is probably harder than being the ball hog because, you know, you want to shoot it, you want to control the game, but he's trying to get other people involved. uh, So he's not the only option. And I I think that that's incredible. And just, I think he, he's so incredible coming in at number 10 because he's so huge. I've never seen a player his size that, you know, like control the ball, like he can, you know, and um, people might say, Oh, what about KD Kevin Durant? But I, I just think, I think Kevin Durant is more brittle than LeBron because LeBron is just a beefy dude, but he's, like, completely in shape, uh, as they always specify that he's probably spent the most on his body, which uh, is over a million dollars in his career. And, man, I'm recording this mobile style. The garbage truck got to come right now. But, you know, LeBron has had a great career. You know, he started in Cleveland, couldn't get the help over there. Um, You know, took his talents to Miami, that famous uh, saying. Um, And he got uh, he got two championships over there and uh, really balled out. And I believe in, in Miami, he really grew up and Dwayne Wade really taught him what it takes to be a leader, you know. And, and then, which I, I never thought this was like going to happen. Like, even when I heard it happening, I was like, where the fuck did this come from? Uh, LeBron ends up going back home to Cleveland because he just wanted to give Cleveland like at least a championship. And he runs into my uh, all-time favorite team because I'm from the Bay Area, uh, uh, the Golden State Warriors. And we dust them in the in the first uh, round of the finals, and then the second one we should have took that. But to his credit, did what he had to do, and he finally got that ring in uh, Cleveland. And that was his third. Um, and you know, I I halfway rooted for LeBron, except for when he was playing my Warriors, because uh, yeah, I just. Uh, um, and, you know, fuck it, he ended up, um, 
he ended up going to the Lakers. So, uh, because we ended up uh, capping off and, and you know, I think the Warriors won again. I forget. It's too much shit's gone on in 2020. Um, but he ended up going to the Lakers the first year. It was kind of subpar. But I think he was still getting his feet settled. And, and this year, he he didn't get MVP, which is really shocking. I I was definitely in my head voting for him to get MVP because he just looked incredible uh, and really put AD on the map in LA, um, and and he just he almost looks better with age, you know, and playing better with age, you know. Um, he overcame that injury in the first year with the Lakers and came back just balling, and um, and you know that that sums it up for you know he's had many accolades and LeBron James comes in and. Uh, Blunt Stevens NBA all time list at number 10. What did you see, old man? So, um, for a movie I wasn't expecting to really um, float my boat, um, I just, uh, I bought on iTunes. I know I'm hella late, but I bought on iTunes um, uh, Bad Boys for Life. Dude, I thought, I thought it was going to be kind of whack. You know, they're, they got older and stuff and uh, just, you know, it's just, you know, they got, they got to make a movie, um, you know, before they get too old because makeup could only go too far. But that was a pretty sick movie. And the the plots and twists. I mean, this movie's like probably almost a year old. You know, um, I guess Mike Lowry, Will Smith, uh, ended up going too deep in cover, falling for this chick and having a kid. Um, and he didn't know about the kid. And the kid was like a, a fucking, like, he's a big boss dude fucking hired gun for the mom and shit. Um, it actually ends up fucking shooting Mike Lowry and shit. So, uh, that's just the base of it. I thought that was fucking cool. You know, it wasn't just the original never getting caught up shit. Um, but I, I thought it was cool. You know, out of 10, I'd probably say that it was about eight and a half. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Jokes were funny, you know, and uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you could see them leading into I guess it's gonna be Bad Boys Four. Um where he's kinda hooking back up with his son that he just met. So uh uh it's kinda crazy. All right, uh I already um previewed the the premiere to uh um Power Book Two uh Ghost, the season premiere which was fucking dope. And um, basically right now I'm at uh, episode four that just debuted uh, tonight. And it, it fucking looks dope, man. They they got um, they got Tariq's mom in jail trying to do what she can do, kind of threatening her, threatening her that Tariq's going to get killed if he fucks up these drug deals that he's got in progress. Fucking 
Tariq fucking created an app on the campus that he's on. Um, I think it's called Stansfield. Um, and basically, instead of uh, academic app, every academic uh, button you push is like is like for weed, for pills, uh, and other shit. So uh, that's that's pretty fucking smart by everybody, directors and everything, because that's kind of bringing it to. I guess the the new age, um, and uh, I think it's dope. But you know, Method Man is really shining right now, and I gotta say, dude, the star of the show, man, is fucking Mary J. Blige as Monet. Man, she just looks sick. Like they're kind of showing her range. Like she she blew up at her daughter for having to burn her phone for going behind her back to try to stay in school by talking to her dad who's incarcerated. Uh, and that was a great scene because she threw it down, smashed it, and told her, you know, like you know, I'm mom, man. You don't fuck with me. Like you listen to me. Don't go behind my back. That was a dope scene. And then in this last episode, it shows that uh, the more softer brother in that. Tejada uh, crime family he's actually uh, he hooks up with a guy so he actually comes out that he's gay and you could tell he's kind of keeping it under wraps and uh, Monet Mary J. Blige she uh, she goes in and talks to him while he's in the shower and and wanted to know what was up with Tariq and their business and stuff um, and she's getting everything and then she goes to get the money uh, that was given by Tariq for the product, and she sees a, a a drawing of a guy with his like all sweaty with his hand on his fucking chest, and Monet Mary J Blige figures it out, and she just kind of gives him a like a good thing, saying I, I know you soft and everything, you you're softer in this uh, family in this situation, but like basically saying, you know, I've always cared about you and like, you don't got to be someone you're not like for me, I thought that was fucking dope. And man, it's crazy that this is one of the first fucking act, uh, acting roles for Mary J. Blige. Cause she's dope as fuck, you know? And, uh, I, I really like it. And, and she, her and, uh, Tariq, Michael Rainey Jr. are the ones that keep me tuned in every week. And it's definitely, a good look, and every episode keeps getting better, so I can't wait for the fifth. Go check it out. Power, book two, Ghost. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, fucking with me for the Spit That Shit Out podcast episode three. We handled and covered a lot of shit. Really happy about that. These are becoming like my journals, and I just want to thank y'all for fucking with me. Um, episode four is in the progress already and uh we're about to shoot that out as, as soon as we can and we're just gonna keep pumping out these episodes so thank you for uh fucking with me tell your friends and you got any uh questions or feedback man just uh hit me up on my instagram uh the handle or tag is uh blunt steven with two ends at blunt steven with two ends Thank y'all once again for fucking with me for the longest podcast uh, in the history so far of the Spit That Shit Out podcast. And there's plenty more to come and keep fucking with me.
up, y'all? It's your boy, Blunt Steven. You are now tuned in to the Spit That Shit Out Podcast. Oh, what a day. <laughs> what a fucking day.